You know, we're involved in a spiritual battle whether we recognize it or not. You know that? I think more and more we're recognizing the battle that we're in. Correct? Yeah, amen. We know uh, the evil that we fight in our minds. That last part of the song here, the part of the lyrics you were singing was in Jesus' name. That's how we fight our battles. In Jesus' name. Our victory, yes, amen. So, Ryan, I'm going to borrow you for one second, son, before you sit down and get comfy. Okay? Quick demonstration. I always go by saying things. You can stop there a second. Now, let's see. What do you think? Muscles? <laughs> Seriously, who do you think will win right now if we start fighting? <laughs> Things change, yeah, amen, amen. I mean, I could go walk around saying, I will not be defeated, I will not be defeated, okay? But here I have a law enforcement officer, a combat veteran, trained. I will not be defeated, I will well, how could I do that? Mm, Fernando, come up here. Fernando, Fred, come up here. Can I borrow you, Fred, for a second? Law enforcement officers, veterans. Oh, now I can see. Stand right beside me here, will you? Fernando, stand right here facing him. Right over here, Fred. <laughs> now I can sing with confidence. I will not be defeated. I will not be defeated. <laughs> Amen. Because I am surrounded. I am surrounded. See where my strength comes? Right now I'm recognizing my strength isn't coming from me. No, 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 no. I'll be whooped like a cat on a rocking chair. You know what I'm saying? My strength comes because I called Fred and I called Fernando down here. I know who they are. I know how they've been trained. Oh, I know their heart is to protect people. So when you come around the block coming after me, Fred, Fernando, amen, have a seat. Don't get comfortable. So that's in the physical now. So now we're going to step into the, the spiritual realm. Here he comes. Spirit of depression. Lying spirit. Bring up my past spirit. Sickness. Whatever it is. Coming against me. Oh man. I get nervous. I get shaking. I don't know what to do. Everything that he wants to do to me is going to take place. because I'm just boom. I'm like a deer stuck in a headlight. It could be, it could be the report, the phone call. You get, I know what to do. Wow, this angel, not of the Lord, this fallen angel is coming again. His assignment is to destroy me. That's what Satan comes still kill and destroy. Who use everything, anything he can twist in our mind. But my side will shall not be defeated. Lord, help me. I need help. Lord, send me help. Fernando, you're now our angel. Fred, come on down. If you don't mind, buddy. Now, I just called upon... Remember how he was... Law enforcement, veteran. Veteran. Law enforcement, veteran. See how we match power? Okay. But I've got two assigned to me, at least two. Psalms 91. Okay. i got one here. Called down the same power... That's coming against me, but mightier. So when I call on the Lord, Lord help me. I know Psalms ninety one says He got angels dispatched around me to to protect me and watch over me. You guys, you guys would never came up. I didn't call for you, would I? You'd still be sitting there, huh? <laughs> you'd be there. Yeah, I know, I know. In real life, you'd be here. I know. But if I hadn't, they're waiting. Okay, we're gonna do with it. We're gonna do with the Starkey. We're sitting here, and that's when when this when the things come against us. We've got to learn to call upon the Lord. Have faith in Him and know His Word. 
Oh, oh, you're worthless. You're no good. Nobody loves you. All the things in the past. Oh, get behind me, Satan. You're a liar. You're a thief. I'm telling you right now. I'm created in the image of God. I've been redeemed from my sins. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm ahead and I'm not the tail no more. Woo, sickness, disease had nothing over me. My mental health is perfect. Things in the past is over with. I'm telling you what. I look toward the future. You know, I don't dwell in the past where I've been. I read the book of the Lord and know where I'm going. Oh, get behind me, boy. You just... And the Bible says if we continue to resist the devil, what's he going to do? He's going to flee. Draw closer to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Wow, he'll go somewhere else. You know, so that's how, that's how you get the victory. That's how you get the strength. Man, that you are in the eyes of God. You're very powerful with the name of Jesus. So, and the more we know the Word, the more powerful we are, right? And it's not important to know chapter and verse for the Word God says. Amen. Thank you, son. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Huh? Oh, he was fleeing. <laughs> oh, my. Well, today, if all good has planned, I'm going to finish up talking about the lukewarm church. Okay? Okay? You know, God put this on my heart a few weeks ago. We've been addressing it, addressing it. And now I'm going to, all goes well, finish up the addressing a bit. If I clap my hand and the rapture came, how many of us want to go in the rapture? Okay. Amen. Amen. And I know that's our heart's desire. We come to church, but and we want to go. We want to go when the Lord comes back. I want to stay here. I want to intercede and fight as much as I can. But when He says, oh, coming, don't stop me now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, can you imagine? Uh, right now, be like, oh, wow, Pastor, just like you thought it would be. It's greater than that. Well, can you imagine flying through space? At, I mean, the speed of sound? I've never flown more than 800 feet. It's going to be something else, man. Uh, and God's desire for every one of us to be in heaven. Amen. To go in the rapture. Okay? Not to be left behind. We have a lot of good stuff in the deposit in us. But man, find out we, you know, we lost our first love, we'd be left behind. It's like the rapture, if I can put it this way, I'm trying to think of it because I've never was very good in sports. Uh, but it'd be like a football game, and it's the fourth quarter, you got, you got two minutes to go. The guys out on the field, man, they're all just bloody, they're all muddy, they're all, all, all beat up. Oh, and finally the coach says, time out, come in. And, and they come around him, and what happens? Somebody runs up to him and gives him a bottle of water. Come on, guys, drink this. Drink this. Man, get refreshed. Get refreshed. Amen? Anything okay? I never had that happen to me personally because I'm back here sitting on the bench. <laughs> no one ever stole a bench while I played football. I guarantee you that. But, you know, no one ever ran into, oh, here, start his bottle of water. Better drink that, you know. No, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm sitting on the sideline. I'm not involved. Okay, I'm part of the team, but I'm not involved. No one's going to come and refresh me. And the rapture part of it is, he's going to come and refresh those who are following him, who are in love with him, who give it all to him. Amen. That's the whole thing. And when we're not, boom, we're not going because it's very easy to lose your first love. We're not cautious. We do a lot of good things, you know. My family, my father, my father's father, we have one way of showing our love, and that's through money. Buying stuff. We like to bless people. You know what I'm saying? That's part of it. Married 47 years. It, it took a while to realize that it wasn't a new vacuum cleaner she wanted for her birthday. She wants to spend time with me. Wow. See, we get things like doing the thing that we think is a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do, okay? But you gotta realize, uh, what does she expect? Our marriage, you know? I mean, some of us back in the day, maybe, maybe not, we got married because someone said, man, you need to get yourself an old lady. <laughs> get somebody gonna do your dishes for you and do your laundry. Oh my, that's awesome. Yeah, go out and find me an old lady. Mm -mm, I never call you an old lady, you know that. 
And then you really, I never have. Never call old lady. I never call my father old man. No, no, that makes me, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, amen. And I never call God the man upstairs. He's Yahweh. He's God Almighty. Amen. Yep, amen. I'm not sure what she's called me, Charlie, in times of the past, you know. <laughs> I know you haven't. I call you woman all the time. Hey, woman. That's what God called Eve. Anyway, anyway, I lost my track. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, oh man, that quick. Yeah, I was talking to Charlie, old lady, old man. What did we expect? I see Mary 47. Oh, yeah. I was talking about doing my dishes and my laundry. Okay. That kind of stuff. And so, hey, that's what I want. So, boy, you get married and you find out later on, oh, wait, I got to take out the garbage. I got to mow the grass. I'm responsible for taking care of the car. I got to do this. Thursday night, I can't go out with the boys anymore, shooting pool and, and, and getting drunk. Whatever you want to add on to, okay? You realize there's more to marriage than just saying the vows, you know what I'm saying? And so, as time goes on, the marriage can get kind of stale. But, what do you do in a stale marriage? I am not a marriage counselor. But what we do every year, we had this photograph book when we got married. I forget what you call it. Wedding album, thank you. And folks, we sit there and go through it. Oh, wow. Remember when I had my own teeth? <laughs> you know? How we first got married? You know? It, 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 it just kind of refreshes us, you know? You think about where you come through through your life and where you're at today and you come through a lot of tough times but a lot of blessing times and oh, wow. You know, I keep going back because our greatest time I think was uh, I'm not rich but when I was real poor. I had no money really. And we get two gallons of gas, go through the bed of the truck trying to find money to get a can of pop, get me and Ryan and Chad and Vince and Carol and the dog all in the pickup truck driving around the countryside. Oh, man. We all fit then, too. Yeah. Even the dog. <laughs> you know, so you refresh. Oh, man. Your life isn't that bad. We've done a lot of, a lot of awesomeness, 47 years. Well, folks, it's the same way with the Master. This is what His heart going out to us. I mean, Jesus, in Revelation 3, 15 and 16, man, He told us this. He, and I know we think at times what lukewarm is, but He says that the church of Laodicea, is that right? Thank you very much. So now I wish you was either hot or cold. But since you're lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out. Oh wow! And that was when, and he warned the church, and, and the church had a chance. And I talk about church, I'm talking individual because you are the temple of the living God, right? So it's a church, but also yourself. So oh wow, I got to recognize my lukewarmness and stuff. But I don't. Oh, what do you want me to do? And so we're going to look at a few things that, to check ourselves. How we become lukewarm? Okay, and the awesome thing is, man, we can change that. Same way, if you're in a relationship, you can check. Is it, man? Have I can I take things for granted? I do that quite often. My wife, I'll be sitting there in my easy chair watching TV, and I'm like, man, do I really show her the love? I love her, you know. But man, sometimes I get these Nate nights. We went to the movie last night. She had to pay, but we went. You know, we just, just the little things that spark again. You know, it, yeah. Still love, but but just get that flame going. You know, well, and marriage is compromise. I mean, I believe two becomes one, and it takes a long time sometimes to get into one. Amen. To compromise, but when we look at Jesus, He calls us the bride of Christ. Okay. There is no compromise. That's the difference between the two. He is a groom. He's the head of the house. Okay? Jesus is the head of the church. And there's no compromise. It's us to come over to Him and surrender our life completely to Him. So we get so used to compromising and, and we'll get things in the head. Yeah, I know I'm not perfect. And nobody's perfect. But we say that when we, when we purposely stay in sin. Okay? And we say, I know I'm not, but at least I'm not where I used to be. And thank God I'm not. 
But we're still going forward, you know. Still, the Word of God changes. I mean, if the Word of God isn't changing us, then we have to figure out, okay, where are we at? And when your bride or your husband comes to you and say, man, this isn't really good. I mean, I don't like whatever it might be. You know, let's talk about it. Let me hear what you what, what you want me to do differently. And let me tell you why I do these things. And you, you come together understanding, right? Amen. And, and that's why, again, what the Word of God is. It's God's Word. It's, it's what He He only wants the best for us. My wife, I don't mean to pick on you today, but I get up sometime in the morning, she's got 10 or 12 pills out on the table with me. Okay? Vitamins, not, you know, pill pills. she got this green stuff going around in the blender, all this kind of stuff. Why? Because she loves me. She almost makes me healthy. You know how many times she'll come up, come up the next day to get me more pills? And yesterday they're still there. You didn't take these! But she reminded me not to nag on me because she loves me. She wants me to be the healthy that I can be. God's Word is the same way. He's not nagging on you. He wants you to be so spiritually healthy that you can ever be. And it's easy to get into the right of things, you know. And uh, and so he says, now listen guys, you're lukewarm. I'm about ready to spit you out. If you're hot, it's Jesus. It, the decision that you make is all about Jesus. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Being hot for Jesus, oh, wait, God. Is that a stoke thing? Oh, can I have one? Thank you. I'm sorry, guys. Hmm. But it's about your life is centered around what Jesus says to do. It doesn't mean you're walking around saying, Jesus! Jesus! Hey, Jesus! Jesus! No. I mean, Christ is in you, and what you do and how you respond to things is Christ. And having a relation with Him is number one. And you want that relationship for everybody. So when you encounter something, something like, oh, I hear somebody talking about something, then it's, well, can I tell you what Jesus says? You know, out of love. And we share that. Amen? And then I say, well, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. But at least you deposit that word into them. Amen? You know, and we have to get through, get through our, our uh, bashfulness, our awkwardness, but we have to share. But what stops most of us at times, there's a lot of people at times, I won't say most people, but a lot of those who claim the name of Jesus, they can't speak it to somebody because they got sin in their life themselves. Amen? And the Master said to get that plank out of your eye first. And that speck helps somebody get the respect out. So it's living for Christ in our lives. When you're cold, like one guy on the movie last night, he was an atheist. Was, I'll put it that way. Yeah, had nothing to do with God, didn't need God. But the you tell people, I don't need God. I don't need God. Barb, I don't need him. Mm-mm. Well, I said, Barb's here today, and she wants to... Where do you want to go? Bob Evans. Okay? I have nothing... Bob Evans... I hate Bob Evans. I never eat at Bob... I'm, I do. I'm just saying this, okay? I'm going to eat dinner now. I leave. You wouldn't follow me, because you know I'm not going to Bob Evans. Because I already said, I don't want nothing to do with him. Alright? So, you wouldn't be misled if you follow me. Think, oh, you're going to eat now. going to Bob Evans, I end up... I don't know, McDonald's. You couldn't be disappointed because you know I wasn't going to Bob Evans. Okay, that's being cold. I'm not going to lead anybody. Uh, so cold for God is, I ain't going to lead anybody to, to hell with me because I'm not claiming to go into heaven. Okay? Lukewarmness is claiming to be a follower of Jesus but not following Him and people are following you thinking they're going to heaven because they're doing the same thing you're doing and you're actually leading them to hell. Wow. So that's why that's why it's in there. Just to wake us up. Just to make sure that, that we're growing in God. You know, I was blessed Friday. Was it Friday, Lori? That guy from out of town I got to pray with. I mean, a fellow from Maine's coming through. Car got disabled. He's a mason... Uh, Bricklayer, thank you. Yes, yes. I was putting mud on the brick. 
headed down to Georgia. And he come in to eat dinner, and the Lord just pulled me towards him. And we started talking. And he knew the Bible, knew a lot of things. But he never received Christ, never gave his life to Jesus. And we sat there and talked. And man, I tell you, you know how the Spirit of God comes over you. And boy, hey, do you want to receive Christ today? Explain it to himself. Boy, again, I don't go by emotion, but when I see the tears in the eyes, this guy's probably 50 years old, probably. I prayed with him to receive Christ. And I got his cell phone number and I can text him every once in a while. He went for the ride down the down to Georgia. But what a difference there he was. He because he told me all the good things he used to do. You know, I do this and do that, so that's awesome. Like doing good works for anybody is awesome, you know, love your neighbor. But I don't get you to heaven. And so I thank God that because of your ministry guys you have here on Main Street, another soul. That's two souls in two weeks. God is still marching on, you know, so you guys are making a difference. Understand that. You are making the difference. But it's sharing that and taking the time. To follow the Master, it will come, some things He'll call you to do at the most uh, unwelcome time, put it that way, your busiest time. Phone rings and you're doing something, oh man. But I'm telling you, we answer the phone. Amen. We let our lives line up to the Word of God. And we have a desire to be in church. Now listen here, folks. Desire to be in church. There's a lot of time you can't make it to church. A lot of us, and we in the past, taking care of loved ones, watching over them. Stuff. You're, you're the hand and the feet of Jesus. The, the key to that is, boy, I wish I could be in church today, but I, I want to do this. You know, i got to take care of Dad or, or Mom or, or, my, or my kids. Got their first, oh, their first birthday party. You follow me on this? You hate not to be in fellowship, but you want to go to, to, to wherever you're going because you're taking Jesus with you. Amen? Yeah, so don't let Satan get in your head that, oh, you know, I, I used to belong to a church that if you didn't go to church on Sunday, it was a mortal sin. And you know what I'm saying? And, and so we had a lot of people in church that didn't want to be there, but they want this mortal sin, which I'm not sure what that is anyway anymore. But it's your desire of your heart. You know what I'm saying? And so Satan get in and start distorting things on that. But I just want to share a few things here with you today. And again, we have a great dinner today. So if I go too long, it would be a great supper. You know? But I, I, I truly want to share this uh, with you. And I'll do it when I can. But again, Revelation 3, 15 and 16, I just told you about that. I wish you was hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Which I, I love the word about. That means there's still hope to turn around. You know? Uh, do we come to that fire and really understand our purpose in our life? But the first one thing to look at, and I've got oh, maybe a dozen items here to look at, is a superficial love. Now, you remember Jesus says to love your neighbor, love God with all your mind, heart, and soul, and then love your enemies. But what happens if you start getting lukewarm, it, they call it a superficial love. And according to the Word of God, a superficial love is simply surface level love that is only comes about or shown to someone if they are benefiting you in some way or when things are convenient hmm you know we all can say it's easy to have friends when you got money amen they're broke and try to find your friends if you find them they're really a true friend okay and Jesus said I'll stick with you closer than a brother but this Loving or yeah, showing love to someone because they can benefit you. And the Bible says, man, if a rich man and poor man came in the door and you yield yourself to the rich man because oh, what he can do for me, and say nothing to the poor man, that's not love. And so we have to check ourselves. Do we? Do I do that? Do we associate with folks? Uh, who can do something for you, but you don't truly really love them. You know, again, I'm not actually to tell me yet. We got checked out, man. Is it? Mm, mm. Do we hang out with people that we know that the Lord won't want you to be friends with? There's a difference between friendly and loving somebody. Amen. Love you, pray for them, you want the best for them, but you don't hang out with them. But just because of maybe the, the uh, influence they have in the community and stuff. Uh, yeah, again, the, another thing it shows us here, 
in the loss of your first love. Now, I'm going to talk about myself, but I just know that January 2nd, 2000, I've told you all this before. When I gave my life to Christ, I fell in love with Jesus. I mean, I was never the same. I mean, I was just excited. Uh, just, man, I, I picked up my Bible, started reading it. The Bible she got me 20 years earlier. And I couldn't put it down. It's just like, wow. You know, and that's what this guy told me Friday. Man, oh, I feel so good. It's like all this weight been lifted. And I'm telling you what, sin carries a big price tag. It's, it's heaviness. Separation from God is really heavy. Man, he says, the loss of our first love for the things of God and God himself is one of the signs of a lukewarm Christian. You'll notice that if someone has become lukewarm, the loss of the first love for God is clearly shown by lack of interest and commitment to the things of God. The things of God no longer excite these those who have fallen into lukewarmness. And again, oh man, Sunday, we get to gathering with saints, you know. Or, oh, Sunday, the saints will be gathering, but I won't be able to be the day. But, I'm, Lord, I just pray the day for the gathering down there. I pray for the pastor here. hear your words clearly, Lord. And then whatever you're doing, you know. You get excited. Oh, Wednesday night, but we got Bible study. Oh, Friday night, first Friday. Oh, I hope I can make it there, you know. Again, doing what you want. It doesn't mean you have to be here for Bible study. We encourage everyone to come. But you have you have Bible study at home. You're reading your Bible. It's up in the morning, and oh wow, you know I'm about thirty minutes into my morning before I start reading or praying because I, I want to be focused. Otherwise, I'll pray and be half asleep, and not realize what I've said. Anybody else like that? Yeah, there you go. Amen. But you have that desire. The only way we keep excited about that is staying in the Word. And we have proclamations. I say every morning. I say out loud, just remind me who I am in Christ and what He's called me to be. And every day, I tell you what, it gives me strength to continue on to the next day. All those days you get up and you're like, wow, you're whooped. You don't really want to get out of bed. But then you realize, oh man, it's not about me anymore. I've got a prayer list like a lot of you guys this long. And I want to get up and pray and intercede for individuals. So you get up and I'm telling you what, boom. It's like the day that you struggle because you don't want to be up that early. It's the day you feel so much more victory in your prayer life and stuff. Amen. I'm willing to bear the cross. Jesus says you want to follow Him to pick up the cross and follow Him. But it says a lukewarm Christian will find themselves unwilling to bear the cross of Jesus as it will be simply too heavy for you to carry. And what He's talking about... But carrying that cross is a death sentence. You know, Jesus carried it to the death. We have to die to ourselves. We, we can't allow our own personal needs to override what God has called us to do with Jesus. Amen? Now, the current side, you know, you have things you want to do. We can make sure, though, that it doesn't compromise your walk of Jesus. Amen? Mm. Take him to the cross. For Christ's sake means that you sacrificially give up all aspects of your life for Him and be willing to bear the inconveniences that come with it, even if your natural flesh doesn't feel like it. Again, it means giving up all your aspects of your life because when you become born again, the Bible says you've died. Christ, come and take my life. I surrender it to you. I tried it. I need you. I can't do nothing without you. And God said, I've got a good deal for you. I'll tell you what. I'll take your shame. I'll take your sin. I'll take everything that the world has put on you. I'll take it all. In fact, my son Jesus just took it to the cross. He paid the penalties. Boom. Now listen. Invite me. I will come into your life. Now I need your help. Yeah. I helped you get out, stay out of hell. I helped you restore the relationship the only way you can through Christ in my life. But I need your help now. I need to live in you. And I need to live through you. You need to become my hands, my feet, my voice, my mouth, everything. Because I gave mankind dominion on this earth. Jesus, we gave it away to Satan. Jesus brought it back. Now you're receiving eternal life. Oh! But while you're here, I need you. I need your body. I need to surrender it all to me. It'll be tough. You get a new spirit. Let's live inside the old cardinal man. There's going to be a fight going on. But I'm telling you, you remember this, greater he that's in you than he that's in the world. But I need that. That's what it means to follow Jesus. And it's tough at times. It is. Well, I'll just give that guy a one-two. 
Huh? God will give you strength. He'll give you He'll give you Fred and Fernando. But to recognize that, man. You gotta recognize the deal that you have. If you ever worked for a union before you have a contract, okay? Now I'm telling you what, don't let the company step outside that contract. Straight! Straight! Right? Mm. Well, we have a covenant, not a contract. A covenant of God. And one of the greatest things He has, I'm going to come and live in you. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to give you the strength. So, we got to check, oh, do I? Do I prioritize Him in my life? Or do I let the fleshy things come over me? Again, check yourself. Are we lukewarm? Or are we hot for the Lord? Yeah, Luke 9.23 where he says, if you come out to me, you must pick up your cross and follow me. Otherwise, if we don't, then we n- deny ourselves. We cannot be a disciple or follower of Jesus if we, do not, we deny self. If we don't deny ourselves, we're not following the Master. Again, we're talking about not denying the hamburger you want for supper tonight. Okay? It's denying Him in, in your life. Uh, denying Him to have control of your mouth. Amen? Yeah, that's what He's talking about. Again, there's several things. Lack of commitment to the ways of God. I mean, I have never changed. I might be different than a lot of folks, but boy, Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, Friday nights, I get excited to see you guys. You know? I mean, just, oh, wow. In the times during the wintertime, we have to cancel church. We do it. We do it for safety of others. But, man, we, we miss doing that, you know? But do you get excited, you know? It's time to gather with saints. You get to gather with saints. Uh, and committed to the Lord. Committed to prayer. Uh, again, we have to check ourselves out. Uh, oh, no, number five says we're just a Sunday Christian. And what it means on, means on that... Uh, as Isaiah twenty nine thirteen, it speaks about they draw close to to him with their lips by going to church on Sunday, is what it means. But their hearts are far from him, which is manifested by the daily lifestyles they live after Sunday. So it's coming to church on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday you're living in your old lifestyle. Okay, uh, if you find yourself doing that, but then okay, let's go back when we first got born. When we first got born again. How was you? And there was you oh, upside down. And, Whoa, Jesus and love coming to church and stuff. Or was it? Well, say this prayer. And if you don't want to, go to hell, say this prayer. And if you said that prayer, I mean, if you didn't recognize the sin, the need for Jesus, uh, uh, the ways of sin is death, sickness, disease come through sin. If you don't recognize all that. Just that. Well, he, yeah, I don't want to go to hell. Then truly, you, you haven't been born again yet. Which is awesome that you're here. Hearing the Word of God know how much He loves you. Now, some folks, I mean, you go crazy when you get born again. I don't mean crazy, but ah, other ones are more quieter. But you reckon, huh? Passion, thank you, yeah. I'm glad she's back here. Well, you're going to be a pastor's head. You're going to follow Jesus. You're going to be crazy. <laughs> I mean, front page of the paper where they are anymore, you know. But have a, yeah, have a, that passion and stuff. Some of us here, why worship like this? Some of you guys are like this. But you're worshiping the Lord in your way. Some are quiet. It took me a long time to raise my hands. I always wanted to. I, I, again, my background from the church, I get slapped in the moves in church. If I spoke, boom! So we all come from back somewhere. Again, we got to check ourselves, you know. Oh, do I love worship? Do I love praising the Lord? Mm-mm. Unwilling to endure sound doctrine. Otherwise, following the Bible the way it's written. And I think it's in First Timothy four one he talks about that, and, and what it means, or Second Timothy four three. It warns about people who no longer endure sound doctrine. This is the word of God, and folks, uh, uh, as a Christian, we're responsible to share the truth. Amen. But as a pastor, I'm going to be ju- judged harsher than you are because I am responsible for what it brings out here. And again, I'm going to share a little bit. Uh, is it? A person that come to me a while back and, and wanted prayer. Okay. I mean, we all need prayer. Before we pray, I always think, okay, Holy Spirit, what, 
what's going on. Well, the Holy Spirit revealed to me a sin that the person was engaged in. And this person was confessing to be a follower of Jesus. And so I said, oh, it won't do me much good to pray for you. I said, you know, you're, uh, and I mentioned the sin. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, listen, you're in charge of your temple. I understand that. And if you're purposely engaging in sin, purposely now, hey, there's nothing I can do for you. Well, well, I know, but every time I, I, I sin, I always ask God to forgive me. I said, then that's blasphemy almost. He didn't say to be sorry for your sin. He said to repent from them. So you purposely go out and you have sin tonight. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'll ask God to forgive me. Whew. No. You need to really get serious with the Lord. He come to rescue us from our sins. But you got to repent from them, turn away from them. Not too popular at times. Okay? But I'm telling you, I'm here to share the truth. Amen? Um, again, th- th- you, you're saying you're a Christian. Okay, this is, what we, this is our rules of, or our guidance, our map. Amen? And so we are responsible, at least myself as a pastor, we're all responsible for the truth, but to share it. I'm praying this person will analyze what I've said, get in the Word of God, and realize what it means to repent and receive Him. Woo! And be, be in heaven. That's what God wants. But he says, in these days we're living in, you guys are not going to be very popular for living for the Lord and being His hand and His feet. Because people do not like to be caught up on on their sin. He's trying to steal your coat. I saw that. He's looking at that. <laughs> but we all got to be accountable. And it's out of love. Out of love. And he says, one of them is fear of man. We're afraid to insult men or offend them. Uh, and God, the Bible says, I'd rather, I'm going to obey God, not man. If you get upset with me, I try not to be arrogant, you know. I am somewhat stern, maybe at times. And again, when people say they're followers of Jesus, okay, buddy, this is what I'm expecting to do. It's like back in the day in law enforcement, you tell me you're an officer this morning, okay, I expect you to hold the law. I don't expect you to rob, steal, cheat, lie. No. And if you're doing it, I'm going to call you on it. Isn't that right, Fred? Because we owe it to the public. They entrust their, their faith in us. We owe it more to Jesus. Amen? To not the fear of man, because I'm telling you, man ain't going to be there on the day of, of, uh, of judgment. It'll be God. You know, for us, followers of Christ, who are, not, who are not lukewarm, it's the beamer seat, judgment. It's up, we're already in heaven. He's going to look at the things we did in the name of Jesus and decide what things we did for ourselves to get the glory and what we did for Him. What we did for ourselves, whoop, that will be wiped out. Wonder what's left of what we truly did for the Lord. It's going to be an awesome time. He didn't want anybody uh, to miss it. Ashamed of Christ is, is another one. Afraid to mention Jesus. Now I know as a new Christian, ah, oh, and even maybe years into it, you know that you need to say something. But boy, you're just too embarrassed. Oh, man. And so you don't do it. And then a week later, you say, man, I feel so bad. I had the opportunity there. And we've all been there. Amen? We all have been there. But I, you know, while I was going, growing in the Christ and stuff, uh, I keep my mouth shut, you know. And then you realize, that, oh, man, the person you should have talked to died. And then thank God you find out, oh, somebody else had come along and shared the gospel with them. Oh, I'll never do that again, Lord. Uh, when you move on my heart to share the gospel, I'm going to do it. And then you learn. Amen? You learn and then you share that. But the number one thing is for us to be like Jesus. Why do they call us Christians and make fun of us? We were Christ-like. Ah, they're Christ-like. They're Christians. There's no better insult in the world than being called Christ-like, Okay? If you walked in a certain place you go all the time and say, Hey, I follow Jesus, they say, What? You? When you started that? Oh, I've done it ten years ago. Uh, Paul Garner, Maggie's brother, I went to school with him. Years ago he was able to come down here and he called me one day at home and gave his life to Christ. I baptized him. 
and uh, he was working local then. And he come in and had a joke one time. He said, you know, he says, I tell you what, this Christian thing is pretty decent. He says, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well in it. Uh, I got born again three months ago, and no one knows yet that I'm a Christian, you know. Uh, okay. Okay. But we are, I mean, we are called to be a peculiar people. And just because of, of that we always look toward the Bible for the answers and stuff, you know. Uh, not to be purposely weird, but the people think we are weird. A love of the world that we put more emphasis in the things of the world than on the Lord. We let our entertainment to more of the world. And it's hard to find entertainment anymore. Something to watch. I am thankful that more and more Christian movies are coming out. Uh, I thought the one last night was peculiar because it's called After Death. Okay? And again, we saw some, we got some good information. But isn't it awesome? It came out after, it came out during Halloween. So someone might have been coming thinking they're going to see a, a horror movie and they see this. I thought, oh wow, I mean, if it works, you know. It just makes people think about life after death. It wasn't an evangelistic movie, which I wanted it to be, but it was perfect. It just makes people start thinking about life after death and maybe start looking. Angel Studios put it on, the one that does the chosen and those. Uh, uh, again, you're back to compromise. Mm, mm. I know what the Word of God says, but. And I'm telling you what, them buts get people in more and more trouble. You know? You know? It says the Christians Christians have completely compromised and forsaken a life of holiness. Ooh, that's a word you don't hear too much anymore, is it? Holiness. Wow. We are to be holy because why? Because God is holy. Oh, man. And how can we... What keeps us on the track? Is, again, your prayer life and the Word of God. I believe in relationship with other brothers and sisters, you know, in Christ. But yes, compromise is, is is such a big thing. Catch yourself, maybe. Oh, I shouldn't, but you know, the Bible never tells you what you can and cannot do. Understand that. It shows you what the results are when you do it. Amen. Follow the Master. Woo, man. Yeah, you have a blessing eternity, but. It's not just about in heaven, it's about here on earth. God, what can I do today? Lord, I can't show you love today, you know? And sometimes you say, hey, Dub, take the day off. Put your feet up. Well, yeah, see, <laughs> you're welcome. No. But the thing of it is, it's not that we have to do that. If you get to the point where, well, i got to do this today, i got to do that, then folks, it's a religion, not a relationship. It's Lord, hey, give me some on the day. Bring him across my path. Lord, I can minister to him today. Because I know, God, you're going to bring someone across my loved one's path today to minister to him. And this looks for like an opportunity to come, you know. But not compromising the Word of God. If it says uh, to follow Jesus, we repent, turn our back on the world of the sinful things of the world. Uh, and we're not doing that. And we are lukewarm. It's a... Uh, you know, a lot of times we talk about different people in power and stuff. We think they're really doing awesome. And you find out, man, they're cheating, they're stealing. They're, oh, man, we get upset about that. They shouldn't have done that. And you know, we need to evaluate ourselves, too, make sure we're not doing the same thing with the Word of God. No fire for God. Not excited about Him. Uh, you know, myself, again, I know I'm different than some people, but I love talking to people and listening. And then God will give me an opening. Oh, this verse will come to mind. This verse, in order to inject the Word of God in it. What I find also, I listen to people. And, uh, and I hear them sharing the truth about some issues or problems with one another. Okay? And bear one another's burden. Okay? Uh, but I listen. Okay, now when are they going to ask for prayer? One thing I'll say, will you pray with me on this? Uh, you know, that's what I listen for. Because, again, that's the number one thing that we have. Prayer is so powerful. We just talked about it earlier today. 
You know, sometimes we start sharing our issues and it's so snowballing. And what I try to do is me and Fernando's talking and he's got a, a bunion on the bottom of his foot. Well, I got two on my left one, throw on my right one, you know, my elbow hurts today. And for too long, you know, how, how are we breathing? You know what I'm saying? But the thing of it is, oh man, my back hurts today. What's the truth? Okay. Well, let me just pray with him, remind you who we are in Christ. We pray and, and believe in the Word of God. You know, but he's always for us. Oh, and again, a lot of people find that offensive because every time I talk to you about a problem, you want to tell me about what Jesus said. Well, he is the answer. You know what I'm saying? He is, a, he is like you, Carol testified earlier, way the truth and the life. And folks, if you look around and people are headed to hell, I don't want no one to be in hell because of, of my witness. Amen? I don't want to. Now, I'll, I'll let you know up front, I am not perfect. Did I get upset once in a while? I still can get upset once in a while. But I come down real quick. If I get upset, it's not a righteous anger that I will apologize to the person I get upset with. I've humbled myself before the Lord. And, uh, mm. Mm. I must be talking long today. Just give me two more hours. Mm. I know, I'm going to get this out because I tell you, God puts it in my heart so much. And if you need to take a bathroom break, you need to do anything, you want to stretch while I'm preaching, you can do that, guys. We're just here to love the Lord. Uh, weak prayer life. You find yourself not praying anymore. That's not the first thing that comes to your mind is to pray uh, on all the time. You get an emergency sometimes. Oh, man, i got to do this done. So you tag team somebody. Hey, pastor, i got this going on. Okay, we got you covered in prayer. Keep on going. Intercede one another that way, amen. But you don't have that desire, you have no faith in prayer. And a lot of times you don't have that because there's a block here because we know that we're not living our life the way the Lord wants us to, amen. And that, that happens a lot with our witness or testimony of people is that we know that we have got stuff in our lives that should not be there that Christ died for, but we're hanging on to that, and that will shut us down really, really, really quick. Uh, And in loss, you lose your faith in the Lord. The Scripture tells us that in the end times, many people will fall away from the faith. Why? Because they're going to compromise. They're going to fall into a, a false god, a false religion. Uh, you'll see more and more where churches are preaching, uh, say holiness, the truth, and talking about sin. They get smaller and smaller. And those who are come and feel good about yourself are getting larger and larger in a lot of cases that way because people do not like to hear about sin. But it's like going to the hospital and the doctor saying, i got to do an operation. I'm going to go to another hospital. I don't want no operation. And you go to another one and say, oh, no, we think you're okay. Yeah. What do you got to do? Well, let's, go, let's go to another hospital. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just going to for example. Sometimes you have to find different doctors. But what I'm saying... If it's coming out of here, he just knows the truth. You want to follow Jesus. You want to be a disciple of Christ. You want to be born again. You've chosen this path. And this is how we do that. And so we got to check ourselves and make sure that we're not lukewarm. And the whole reason behind it is, and I'll stop the day and we'll finish up this part of it next week. It says, Jesus said in Matthew twenty-five forty-one, He says to them, He says, Depart from me, those on his left. You curse one into eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and the angels. Hell is a real place, okay? And God doesn't want us there. It was created for the fallen angels. They got cast down to earth. God created us, put us on the earth to take it over in the garden because evil is already here. Give us a warning. Hey, don't mess with evil. Many of you are surely going to die. Follow me, basically what he said. I mean... Why didn't you get in more detail? Why would you have to? God said, to, hey, do it this way. But you know what happens? It fell into sin. And here we are today. Now, if we're not, if Christ, if God is not our Father, our Heavenly Father, not born again, no matter how nice we are, we're headed to hell. And He doesn't want that to take place. So next week we'll look more at what hell's going to be like. But ourselves today, I mean, you got to examine yourself. You know, am I lukewarm? Am I still on fire for the Lord? 
Or man, the preacher talked too long today. I'm tired. I'm telling you guys, I, I can't express how much it is to examine ourselves and go back to their first love. You know? Uh, I've been gluten-free, trying to be, for the last several months. It's better for me. The doctor recommended it. Maybe the wife did too. And gluten-free bread tastes terrible. Until about the second month. And now, I've acquired the taste for that gluten-free bread. I don't like regular bread anymore. i got to have it in the morning. I have that. And, I, and it's the same way with the Word of God. Ah, man. You start reading it. Ah, I'm not too sure, you know. But the more that you read it, the more you feed yourself, the more you become addicted to it, you're going to find yourself, you cannot live a day without this Word of God going into you. And then what happens, it starts transforming your body. Like gluten-free is supposed to make me healthier. Uh, and I believe it is, okay? But the first step, of, ah, it's terrible. You ever go to the gym? I used to work out back in the day, believe it or not. I took jiu classes, all that stuff. And when you first start working out, your muscles, huh? But after a while, they start building up. And After a while, they start building up. And you know what happens? If you miss your day at the gym or a couple of days at the gym, oh, you start aching. You got pains. Now you have to work out. Oh, my lands. And that's the way it is with the Word of God. You start putting it into you. Then after a while, you oh, I don't feel right today. It's something's wrong. Man, I left the house too quick. I didn't do my devotion. I didn't read the Word of God. Uh, and so you get in and person, you, you, you want to have it. And that word in you will change you. You say, I just can't change myself. No, you can't, but the word of God will. It'll cause you to love like God is. I care about people more. Uh, again, we always got to check ourselves. I don't want to see anybody be lukewarm. God lays on my heart the last several weeks to bring this out because a lot of folks that I know of, I'm not saying here, but I, they go to church and that's all they do. And they don't know how much God loves them and how much He wants to have a relationship with them, you know. So. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May cause His face to turn upon you and be gracious to you. May His hand continue to be upon your household, your children, and your children's children. And we continue to call those who went astray out from the dry creeks into the flooded creeks. Remember that God says, I will rescue your children. And may He turn His face toward you through His Word and give you that peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.